What is the Podcaster Matrix? The Podcaster Matrix is your source for podcast media hosting. Get your entire podcast library hosted now at podcastermatrix.com. Are you troubled by pop culture references you don't understand? Does trying to figure out a good jumping on point in a long-running comic series keep you up at night? Have you or your friends or family seen a comic book-based movie, TV show, or cartoon and not known what was going on? If the answer is yes, then this is the podcast for you. My Big Fat Pull List. Our assembly of knowledgeable hosts are eager to help answer all your comic book-based pop culture questions. We're ready to geek out with you. Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, geeks and geekettes. Welcome to another edition of My Big Fat Pull List. I am Mr. X. Across from the table is always... Smurfy. And sometimes... Pistol Danger. In the flesh, I am happy to announce Pistol will never be over the phone again. Pistol is actually moving back to the midwest and we are oh oh so happy yes california is just too expensive no no i agree i totally agree you guys have fires yeah well there's fires and earthquakes Ooh. actually yeah i uh crime oh my i yelled at one of my cats uh, a couple weeks ago so we had an earthquake no because we had an earthquake and something got knocked over outside the room and i just leaned my head (laughs) i was like onyx what are you doing damn cats and then i'm like oh the ground is shaking my cat did not do this Did the one time, the, the yeah. one time the cat didn't knock something over, it was an earthquake. So it yes. was an earthquake. I mean, I'll take tornadoes over earthquakes. I would rather be sucked up into heaven than dragged down into hell. You know what? That's you beautiful, what? man. That's beautiful. We have a siren that tells you tornado coming. Go hide. There's no mm-hmm. earthquake siren. There's no. Yeah. There's. You yeah. know what? We get a little bit of a warning. Get on there. Hey, man. The sky mm-hmm. is no longer clear. It is now gray. Go hide. There should Can't be an earthquakes. earthquake warning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some sort of scale. So a science. Get on uh, that. And scientists mm-hmm. out there, uh, get get on the ball. Patent pending uh, copyright earthquake mm-hmm. early warning system. Yeah. Thank you, my big fat pull list crew. Hashtag feminism. We are here celebrating the end. And I know it's kind of weird that we're celebrating the end, but mm-hmm. we are celebrating. We are celebrating the end of yet another fun and successful volume of my big fat pull list. Yes, there will be a volume three. Oh, thank God. I was on the edge of my seat. No, this is not the end. We wouldn't be celebrating if it was the end. It's just a transition. Okay. We're going from volume two yes. to volume three. Got that it. is why you are here to be a part of our giant size annual number two. Ooh, who are we going to introduce this time? What Pistol is referring to is uh, Dr. Impact was actually introduced in our, our previous annual, the very first mm-hmm. annual. And he's been around, uh, he's probably been about in half of our episodes this volume, maybe a little bit less. Yeah. Uh, let me ask you, since he's not in the room with us, your thoughts on Dr. Impact and his impact to the My Big Fat Pullist podcast? He may be too smart for us. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, in all fairness, I think of that of most people <laughs> in this room. So, Okay. My vote counts for half. Half a vote. Half a vote. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Pistol? I love listening to him when I'm trying to fall asleep. Wow. He's perfect soothing tone. Yeah, see, oh, I, I think he's got a face for radio. I thought you meant he was boring. 
No, no. Now, see, usually it's me who has the soothing tone. God, no. I'm actually, no, I'm not wow. soothing at all. No. I'm greedy. Yes. Oh, wow. Fuck replace. you too, sir. Yeah, let's, uh, I, let's vote to replace Pistol. That's next vote. Wow. <laughs> and here I thought we were friends. <laughs> nope. I have almost drowned Pistol. He was taking a drink when I said that. Very similar to our previous annual, we have four. <laughs> you all right? Yeah. <laughs> He's still dying. Ah, let me just force it. There we go. That's what she said. Thanks, Prison Mike. <laughs> now, just like our first annual, we have four very special tales of wonder to share with you. <laughs> These are podcast ideas and conversations that we have had, but we didn't feel like it could fill up an entire episode, or we were just too lazy to do the research and actually make notes to where it could fill up an entire episode. So instead of four tiny episodes, you're getting four tiny episodes crammed into one episode. So yeah. just deal with it. But we've also got special announcements at the end of this podcast. Pistol's so, pregnant. Spoiler. Spoiler, man. <laughs> we were saving it to the end. Now nobody has any reason to listen. Yeah, yeah. They still do. All right. Well, our <sighs> charming what's stories. your opinion of Pistol's pregnancy? <laughs> Find us on our Facebook, comment on our Twitter, and make sure you definitely take lots of pictures of gifts you're going to give me on our Instagram. Hashtag Pistol's pregnancy. You know, just for that... Uh -oh. I'm making your on? segment huh. first, Smurfy. So Smurfy has a penchant for video games, mm -hmm. but he also enjoys video games that end up also having a comic book tie-in. And why wouldn't we talk about a video game that has a comic book tie-in on the comic book-based pop culture surrounding podcast? So without further ado, we're going to spend a few minutes listening to Smurfy prattle on about something. Let me ask you guys this. No, I don't. I, no. Are you guys a fan of the cog? More of a spacely sprockets up. guy. Second follow question. Do you know what the cog is? Shouldn't you have waited for our answer to the first question? No. I, yes. No. Mm -mm. Part of a machine. Well, a cog, yes, a cog is a part of a machine, but I don't think it's a machine that you're talking about. The cog is actually a sexual position found in Taiwan. Clearly you guys don't, but have no fear. Smurfy's here to enlighten you. Oh god, he's right. On Gears of War. Oh, that's right. Well, the I cog, right. Yeah. If you're a fan of the video game Gears of War, uh that most of us are. It was huge on Xbox, kind of helped make Xbox what it was. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. besides the Halo games, they did something that uh Pistol would appreciate. They expanded the universe. So when you're playing the game, you know, it's it's got a story when you're playing the campaign mode. Right, right. Uh it tells you about some great characters cool. um and you Marcus you Phoenix. Them. Marcus Phoenix, you've got Although I was always partial to Coltrane. The, you also got Dom, Baird, you know, th those are the basic four. But then you also had your supporting characters. Kai, Dizzy, do you remember the first lieutenant Kim who was I with do. them? I do. The I'm a big fan of Kim. Kim, yes. right. I don't know. Did you ever is. want to know like where he came from or anything else like that? Yep. The comics have got it answered. They did a small run. The first series was published by Wildstorm through DC. Okay. The latest, newest stuff is IDW. So, so I new stuff is IDW. Yeah, which I will get to. The original stuff, the first stuff that came first out, stuff. was through Wildstorm. Wildstorm. And they so did. the real question is, is that does the Wildstorm stuff and the IDW stuff is that canon to each other? Yes. 
Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. Which so the way it I'm asking it, you because I'm yeah. assuming you've read all of this. I have all of it, but the brand newest stuff, uh, which oh, okay. came out called Hive Busters, which okay. I'll get to. So okay. uh, what it is, they had a run of 24 books, one through 24. And they pretty much broke it up into three different story arcs. When I say story arcs, it's just that they broke it down into three different books. Several stories are all involved in these books. So book one is issues number one through six, and they call that one The Hollow. Okay. Right? So The Hollow yeah. is just pretty much your basic story of uh, they introduce Jace, and it's Delta One, which is Marcus, Dom, Jace, and they're going on an adventure, and they kind of tell a story uh, that you see towards the end of the book. Dom meets up with Anna. Thanks him for uh, thanks Anna for trying to find his wife. Which so where is does a big this part of the story? Right. Well, where does this take place? So this takes in place the timeline of, of the, the game between one and two. Okay. okay. Now so here's it's a nice little now, filler now, between. Them. It's, it's a great filler. Now part of the problem with these comics is, is they also did novels, actual novels. So these comics are a filler between the video games and some of the novels. Okay. All right. So right. So kind of give it to read Plenty all. Plenty of content if you're right. A but it's a fan. lot. Of, it's a lot of content. Right. Exactly. Then the next book, which they called book number two, was issues number seven to thirteen. This had about f- three story arcs in it. They had one called the Quickening, Harper's story, and the Baron story. Okay. Right now, these are all just kind of stories that helped expand the universe. And in between those, they'd have single issue story arcs that dealt with more guys. Like you find out more about. Do you remember Samoan guy Kai? Kind of like the Rock. Yes. Yeah, there's a whole story revolving around him and his whole how he got involved where he is in the game when you play with him. Like, in, uh, I guess it was two and Well, three. a video game, yeah. very limited on the amount of story right. and backstory that you could tell for your character, especially if it's not a main character. Exactly. I mean, by the end of the video game series, we know a lot about Marcus Phoenix because it revolves around him, but not only him, but his family, his father right. specifically. Right. Mm-hmm. The fact that we can have something that can expand and give character development on these little side characters, I'm I'm all for that. That's one of the beauties about a comic book tie-in. Well, one of the stories you remember, I don't know if you guys remember or not, because the games have been out for a while. Carmine? Dime, we got one well, for Carmine? Oh, uh, which one? Uh, they exactly. just buy Carmines. Only one survived. <laughs> they always, there was always tension between Dominic and Marcus. You never really knew why. The comic kind of tells you Dominic had an older brother. And apparently something went south with him and Marcus, and Dominic's older brother died. Oh. Right, so now you're like, ooh, so there's some drama. They also do introduce new characters. Some of them don't quite make it, which is why you don't see them in the video game. Right. But still super kind of cool to read. Okay. Yeah. They even went so far as to do a one-shot with the rise of Ram, or Ram, I don't know how you want to pronounce it, R-A-A-M, who was the bad guy of the first video game. Super tough to beat. I, I, remember. Remember, I, I don't remember. know if you guys remember the secret or not how to beat him, but there was a select trick you had to use to beat the guy. Plugged a controller into the second port, and I was able to do it that way. Close. <laughs> you had to use... Um, the torque bow that exploded. Oh. Shoot. And when it blew up, the birds would go away. Then you take out the sniper rifle and you had to shoot him in the head. Is the only way you could kill him. If you ah. didn't do it, you weren't going to beat it. I think to beat him on hard, you had to shoot, do that about 24 times. So, See, uh, I don't think yeah. I ever, I never played it on hard. One of the things that appealed to me about Gears of War was it was a cross pollination of first person shooter and third person video game one of the first that kind of had that like over the shoulder look but it was the same angle the whole time so you have to worry about trying to get your angle and position right you're always looking over your dudes like from like the left shoulder he always kind of ran with his right shoulder yeah Mm -hmm. there was there was half of your guy you could see half of your guy unless you went to run on the screen zoom back a little bit so you could run and jump over stuff right uh because at the at that point in time i i stuck with my old video games because i didn't like first person shooters at all and most of the stuff that was popular on Xbox and PlayStation 3 and things like that was the first-person shooter stuff. First-person shooters yeah. are sports games. Yeah. So when uh, when our when our buddy Diesel introduced me to Ge- Gears of War, and I'm like, ooh, 
interesting title. What's right. it about? And he says, you know, it's a, a futuristic world. There's these uh, bugs that have, it's kind of like Alien and the Colonial Marines, only e- even more violent. I'm like, all right, I'm in. I'm so so Starship me. Troopers. Well, yeah, yeah a little, there you go. Little, little, little Starship Troopers. On a different planet that's right. Earth-like. Oh, yeah, and the whole story, though, yeah. I mean, the whole basic story of, like, the first three games is that they go to this planet, and the humans technically are the bad guys. They're taking out these locust hordes trying yeah, to get yeah, spoilers their Spoilers for anybody who hasn't played the games yeah. but wanted to. I mean, honestly, if you haven't played any of the Gears of War by now, you weren't going you, to. You don't want to or but not you yet. Should. Or, but or, you or should. But you should. They re-released but you should. the Xbox One. There you go. Most of them, so yeah. To break down some of the story for you, if you guys aren't familiar with it, in case you do want to go out and read the comic, is that it's all about, you know, humans land on a different planet called uh, Sierra, S-E-R-A. I assume that's how you pronounce it. Sierra. Yeah. They realize they can take what's on that Earth called emulsion, which is pretty much like liquid gold, it Mm. looks like, and they can turn that into fuel. Right. Well, of course, that's destroying the planet. In the process of drilling, they awaken these locust horde monsters that have guns, armor, tons of bad guys. We were here first. It's actually kind of like Avatar. Yeah, they were there first. We landed on top surface, dug down. And we were like, "Uh oh, what did we awaken?" It's like pitch black. Kind of. It's down. like a lot of things. Yeah, because the, yeah. the things they tunnel out of the ground. Mm-hmm. And remember, the first yeah. game, the way to seal those holes, you had to throw a grenade down it, blow it up, and yeah. then you had to shoot the guys. Part of the cool game, you get chainsaw in half too. Going back to the comic, oh, yeah. Yeah, let's they, kill the people trying to protect the planet. They actually have a comic that's based off E Day, which is Emergent Day, Emer- yeah. Emergence yeah. Day, and they kind of tell you what's going on before all that. How there was actually conflict with the humans, and they were at war with each other, mm. which is how the Cog came about, which is like coalition of whatever because it Greed. changed names like six times. So yeah, by the time they're done, it's like coalition of global uh, Republican something, right? Yeah, right. That's how advanced it it's gets. More than Cog. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, right. So stick with Carger. Cog, right. Carger, Carger, Carger. That's a mouthful. Which all is tying in, and now the new series that came out called Hive Busters is actually tying into the fifth game coming out called Gears 5. So this is like, a, is this a prequel to the game? A little bit. I've Since I haven't read it, and now lots been leaked about the game, I don't really know, but the, the comics have a great way of whenever they have a game coming out, they'll introduce the character in the comic book first, mm-hmm. which yeah. is how you get uh, Jace, who's one of um, the new guys at Delta Squad. They introduced him in the comics first before he appeared in the games. There you prequel go. comics and miniseries for games and movies specifically are a hot commodity i mean they've been around they've been around for a while but they've been like very prominent i'd say within the last five years oh yeah i i would read a gears of war comic book especially if it was good yeah and they are good like they are? I, it's super, you read them super fast smurfy seal of approval oh definitely okay mm-hmm. keeps keeps a good good going flow there's no really like fillers because they know like a limited run so why waste your time with you have know, you finished the the series series the one before the I've, new one that i read started? everything but the new one hive busters which okay is so the last film. issue mm-hmm. does it end yeah i mean it's it's a, it's a beginning and end story okay like they, they all okay. Uh, every story that's has another a, important every thing. yeah nothing every left comic open. series yeah. Yeah. regardless how many issues are because like i said they're all stories they'll have a beginning and an end okay whether good. it's telling you whatever it's telling you about like some of it's just like dom and marcus sitting out and telling the new guys hey man here's what it was like to fight during this time uh there's even one where marcus goes to a bar with um I'm probably butchering her name, Anya, which, you know, is the blonde girl from yeah. the movies. They're her intelligence guy. They're at a bar, and two fellow, I guess, Gears guys go and try to, like, pick her up and kind of get a little rough with her, and Marcus puts them in their place, and then they realize who Marcus Phoenix is, and they're like, oh, my God, we're so sorry, and this is all in, like, comic book form. Please, uh, let us apologize yeah. for... Yeah, we can't let us buy you all the drinks. Almost date rape. Yeah, so, but I was, like, kind of a cool twist to let you know that, like, not everybody was all... 
yes, for our humankind, stay together. Well, like, yeah, there's, there's still assholes a-holes. everywhere. Yeah. Exactly, which is kind of cool. I was like, that kind of brought down to earth and made it more realistic for me. Cool. All right. Yeah. So, yeah. Cool. So Smurfy definitely recommends anybody who is a Gears of War video game fan, check out the mini offerings, both from Wildstorm and IDW, of the Gears of War comic book. Yeah, I was more of a Borderlands fan. Oh my god! I got I got to hand it to you, Smurfy. Your segment about Gears of War was very well put together. I'm actually surprised because let us not forget our last annual when your segment revolved around Smurfy's choice. Thank God we're not revisiting that. That was brilliant. I, don't I was actually kind of afraid that that was what you were going to bring to the table. Soon. <laughs> oh, Soon. Don't threaten us. <laughs> and that's not a good time. We need uh, Mr. Doctor to be here for that one. Huh? It's Dr. Mm-hmm. Impact, not oh. Mr. Doctor. No, he's not made much of an impact, so let's keep going. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Without any kind of segue whatsoever, yeah? recently, just the three of us, uh, again, Dr. Impact, we don't include him on everything, and actually we don't include him on a lot pretty of much a lot of things, unless it's DC related, because again, he is Mr. DC. Our, our, he's, no, he's Dr. Impact. Oh. He is our DC expert. But we were actually having a conversation recently about comic books transferred into television properties, and a lot of those properties are ending, have ended, Name and- <laughs> Well, I can remember we actually had an episode at the beginning of uh, this volume, volume, the beginning of volume two, we had the, the episode uh, covering the Arrowverse. Yep. So that's you a mean, whole bunch of the shows. The Green Hood, <laughs> who then became the Green I'm Arrow. A, I want to name them all. There was no, the Hood. The we're Vigilante. not. Oh, no. dang it. it. That's not this podcast. <laughs> no. oh, sorry. If you want to listen to that podcast, the link to that podcast will be in the show notes to this episode. We made mention in our San Diego Comic-Con episode about the sad announcement that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was ending with its next and final season, season mm-hmm. seven. Uh, well, we had a conversation, uh, and it stemmed out of our eulogy of the Fox Men, as you like to put them, mm-hmm. the X-Men films. We're going to play a segment of that conversation for you right now. Right, you got to have the blue. You got to have the blue suit with the yellow going across the chest. The nineties look, yeah, from with the, the yellow visor. Right. I don't. You don't got to make it bright yellow, but maybe like a <laughs> or bright blue. Bright, yeah, make it a bold yellow or like a darker yellow would be fine. I don't know anything but what they gave him. Like, let's make them all black and put well, them in a black okay, background. True, but but again, thanks Tim Burton. Now with this this merger again, you know we're we're done with the movies. Tim Burton, because everything's black with him. Everything. Oh, but he had absolutely nothing to do with it. I know. Never mind. Everything black. Stop being a racist. I right. don't. I can't. I mean, <laughs> wait, who? Me? Huh? What? I don't. What's get, going on? Exactly. So Fox merger. Those movies are dead. But the problem is, is that also the TV shows are dead. Yes. Now, I don't know about you guys, but I have been the gifted. The gifted. Yes, it was, it was good. The oh. gifted. Two seasons of the gifted. Legion. Three seasons of Legion. Legion was good too. Legion is in its third season right now, almost over. But at least they knew that they were ending. So I'm hoping for. An ending. Unending. Yes. Whereas The Gifted, you know, season one was iffy where the ratings were concerned, but it, it evidently was po- popular enough. All right, we're going to do a season two. Quick Is question. It, for yes, sure. haven't seen it. Yeah. First season, what's it about? First season, we are in a world where the X-Men and the Brotherhood exist, but there is an event or uh, exi- called- Existed. 
or exists? Well, they have disappeared. They are presumed okay. dead. But you, you but say that. So, so, so people aren't like, what's a mutant? You yes. have powers? Oh, no, like, no. They kind of know. The, the premise of the first season is, guess what? Mutants are here. Okay. There was a big battle between the X-Men and the Brotherhood that left a lot of humans dead. So now if you're mutant, murdered. people are like, you're bad news bears. Right. There is a branch of the government called Sentinel Services, That's okay. which is basically like an FBI agent, right. only you are only dealing with mutants. Right. And you're hunting down mutants if they do not register. Okay. There's also Trask Industry, which any, any fans of the films, or especially the comic books, will know. Bolivar Trask, the creator of The Sentinels. A lot of these concepts from the comic books are introduced in the first season, uh, but it's done in a modern setting, and you get that whole... I don't like comparing shows to the political climate of our nation, but... It was like the finger was on the pulse. Mutants were the illegal aliens that needed to be rounded up and kicked out of our country because they were dangerous. But that's kind of the point of the X-Men. It's always been on the pulse. Yes. Exactly. And since the X-Men are gone, there is a mutant underground run by mutants that were handpicked by members of the X-Men. If something happens, you guys... Save who Make can. sure things don't go to hell. And it all revolves around the Mutant Underground. Season two propels into the Mutant Underground pretty much falling apart. Okay, see, I never saw And the Hellfire two. Club kind of rising to power to oh. create so much unrest between humans and mutants that there is a civil war. Almost like the real Hellfire Club. Yes. Well, th- I mean, they introduce a group of human quote-unquote freedom fighters, and I'm really sad that they never call themselves the Friends of Humanity because that would have been a great tie-in to the comic book. No kidding. They were similar to the Friends of Humanity, though. Okay. Okay. They're basically men and women, everyday men and women, who formed a militia that did its own hunting and cataloging of mutant activities. They're a lynch mob. Uh, Yeah, yeah. Sadly. It's a a lynch mob. Okay. And sadly, season two ends with this, this great... What's going to happen? Where do we move forward from here? And we're never going to get an answer to that unless, of course, there's some sort of a comic book adaptation like, hey, you were a fan of The Gifted? We've got a six-issue miniseries that's going to wrap up all the loose tie-ins. You know, hey, Marvel or Disney Marvel, (laughs) give the fans what they want. Give us an ending, even if it is in comic book form. I really liked season one. Season one was more like X-Men than almost any of the movies we ever got. Okay. Yet had no previous characters that were introduced in any of the movies. Uh-huh. You had Thunderbird. You're right. Original Thunderbird. John Proudstar. You had Polaris. We had never seen Polaris. And even though everybody knows she's Magneto's daughter, they never... And I don't know why. I don't know if it was because they couldn't say the word Magneto uh-huh. or if they just wanted to keep it terribly mysterious. Maybe. Uh, you also had Blink. Yeah. A very good interpretation of Blink, who wasn't completely in control of her powers. Wasn't Blink in one of the movies, though? 
No. And Blink was in one of those. She no, was in was. Days of Futures Past. Yeah. Oh, she yeah. was in Shit, the she future. Was. Yeah. yeah. She's, oh. the one, she was, she's the one who helped teleport. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah right. around. And, yeah. and in the movie, I yes, was thinking X3, they, they kind of where they, they just they, threw everybody. You know, in the movie, her powers, she was done right, but there was no character to it. There was no character development at all. Let's just make her look like she does in the comic books, what they did. Right. And make her powers look like it's supposed to, which they did. And then that was it. That was it, though. You never see that. Gifted. Clarice Ferguson is a very complex character, and I loved how they portrayed her. They also introduced the Stepford Cuckoos. Oh, wow. And then the Hellfire Club, but a different version, but a better version than they introduced in the movies. Okay. So, I mean, I'll take whatever I can get that's better than what they do in the movies. Yeah. You leave Kevin Bacon alone. I love Kevin Bacon. He wasn't Sebastian Shaw. He was Nathaniel Essex. Okay, yeah, I'll give you that. But we've we've had this conversation. Have before. we? We have. I think a couple when times. We talked about X Men First Class. You were there. You you, I, you were there. I think I just blocked anything X Men related that's not X Two really? from my mind. <laughs> just X Two. All right, fine. Wolverine Origins. I liked him in Japan. You got it. You mean Don't look at me. Wolver- the Wolverine. The Wolverine. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Now the sad thing about season two of The, the Gifted. Gift. Was is I, I understood what they wanted to do, they upped the drama, and I kind of feel like maybe we should have balanced the drama with the I don't want to call it super heroics because they never did super heroics. Okay, it just it just kind of seemed like they they wanted to build to something in season two, and then season two ends with a cliffhanger mm-hmm. that could be possibly another version of either Days of Futures Past or. The Age of Apocalypse. But sadly, because of this merger, I I, I have a feeling, because I, I don't think it had anything to do with the ratings. I think it had everything to do with the fact that Disney now owns all of this stuff, and they don't want to have to tool around this show to make it what they want. It's like, if we're going to do something with the mutants, it's going to be our thing with the mutants. Yeah. I, th- I feel like they're like, we have, instead of them, the cards on the table, put them all back in the deck. Let's reshuffle. Right, exactly. Let's reshuffle. See what we get. Mm-hmm. And so I feel- taking I taking everything back. Right. And I feel The Gifted, which was a good show. I mean, uh, it was, uh, the showrunner was Matt Nix, who created Burn Notice. Okay. Now, Legion. Now, you've been watching Legion, have you? Have no. You, have, no, you haven't watched any of Legion? Legion is what's next after Doom Patrol and Swamp Thing with the uh, Legion's another one of those shows that got through the first season and then got overwhelmed by all the shows out there. Ah, okay. And not I enough see. time. Of I work. see the great thing about Legion, Legion is also short. It there is. There are only eight episodes per season. Right. Legion is probably the best thing I've seen come out of live action X ever. Okay. The sad part was it was only on FXX. Well, no, it was FX. Was this FX? Yeah, okay, was- but I remember it being kind of hard to find. But it's also is it on Hulu now too? It was season one and two or on? Okay, Hulu? Yeah. yeah. But I just remember when it was yeah. airing, it was kind of hard to find. So yeah. Yeah. Well, now uh, it's on I'm, Hulu. It's not that yeah. hard to find. Now it's on, yeah. season one and Thank, two is on Hulu. Thanks, Salty. Yep. Uh, and I, again, like I'm saying, I'm hoping that season three does have an ending for anybody who is waiting. Like like Pistol, I won't give anything specifically away about the awesomeness that is Legion. I will tell you a little bit about Lee, David Haller, Legion, the character. In the comic books, he is the son of Professor Charles Xavier. And Gabriel Haller, who was a nurse during the war, but then became a ambassador from Israel to the United States. So, you know, high to do, muckety-muck. They had a child. Xavier never knew he had a child, and David was very special. David, everybody thought David was born with autism. 
uh, what actually happened, he was born with, at the time they called it, split personality disorder. The problem is he was also a mutant. So every single one of those personalities had a mutant ability. The original powers that those personalities had was telekinesis, telepathy, and pyrokinesis. When Xavier learned that he had a child, he did everything that he possibly could to try to reach David, but not even the great Charles Xavier had the power to fix his son. And in the comic books, David remained comatose for a very long time. Uh, there were a lot of different storylines that would wake him up every now and then. And he is he is a very powerful mutant. You would consider him an Omega-level mutant. And we've talked about it on the podcast before, the Age of Apocalypse. Yeah. Legion is the whole reason why the Age of Apocalypse started. Right. He eventually got his shit together. All of his personalities joined, and he was so powerful, he had the ability to travel through time. And instead of killing Magneto so that his father was going to be, would be around to take care of him and raise him and they'd all live in a happy, mutants and humans are together, wee! He kills his father and gets wipes himself out of existence and shenanigans happen. Whoops. Mm -hmm. Now, of course, you can't do that. do that on television. Right. The reason why I say the Legion television show is the best live action X property that has come out of what used to be 20th Century Fox is because if you watch this show, they focus, especially season one, focuses a lot on mental illness. And episodes are actually shot as if you are experiencing what it's like to have that mental illness. And the cool hook for season one is that for all of his life, David has been told he's sick. Okay. But then he finds out not only is he a mutant, but there's also something evil living inside of his mind. <gasps> I know who it is. I know who it is, too, and it's so cool. I don't. Smurfy doesn't. Yeah. And I mean, I really don't. I'm just making a guess off people who I know would have that ability. Just the cool part about watching the show, yeah. as he was saying is that um, you were also starting to wonder what was real and what wasn't real. Yes. Which is really cool. You you As a viewer, you start questioning what reality and the concepts of reality really are because reality is what we perceive it to be in our brain. Well, what if our brain wasn't working quite right? What if the chemistry was off just a little bit? Or what if one part wasn't working as efficiently as another? And this show actually makes you feel sometimes like you're – you might be a little crazy. Okay. You also I start, can dig that. You also start to question, too, like, as the show's going on, like, are those, all those people really there? Or is it just him in a room by himself? Right, I mean, is, or this, like, is this all made right, up? Are some of these people made up? Is right. this what he's envisioning? Yeah. Like, is it more crowded than it really is? Like, do they really have this kind of freedom? And it's like, got a yeah, great cast, really, so also the yeah. acting is very well done. The writing yes. is top-notch. Chris Claremont, who created the character of Legion, Huge fan of the show. Okay. Actually, uh, when I when I got to see him a few years ago at the uh, St. Charles Comic Con, I overheard he was talking to another person that was getting something signed. He was talking about how I'm so grateful that they're finally getting the things that I've created right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he, he mentions if they if they continue doing things like they're doing with Legion, then the X Men will will finally be in good hands. Again, if you have not watched Legion. And you're waiting for season three to get over with and it all be available. Well, you won't have to wait too much longer. If you don't want to watch The Gifted, I won't, I won't fault you for it. Le out of the two, I, I will admit, yes, Legion is the better show. But The Gifted, 
the gifted gives you that team dynamic. You also don't have to feel like you're taking crazy pills when you're watching the gifted <laughs> yeah, because yeah, it's yeah. it's it's straightforward storytelling. Okay. Whereas Legion, you might even have to watch a few episodes twice just to make sure that you really are understanding it and not like, did I just make all that up? What what just happened <laughs> this past hour? So what about you guys? What uh what well, comic book TV shows have uh, you been digging? Well, now I'm sad because that would make a second show that possibly teased us the Age of Apocalypse and the Gifted that from we're not going to get. From what I understand, they're introducing Charles Xavier in season three. I haven't watched all of season of Legion? three of Legion. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. They've yeah. introduced some characters that have never been introduced in the movies. Maggot? Unfortunately, no. Okay. I, I assume not, otherwise I would have gotten a text. Like, One, you need to watch the Legion now! Trust me, if there was ever a live-action maggot, you would be the first person I contact. Good. Legion was a show where I had a lot of people who knew nothing about comics were like, have you heard about the show Legion? It's pretty good. I think it involves X-Men. And I'm like, <laughs> sir, sit down. <laughs> Let but, me tell you a story. Yeah. Uh, Actually, Excalibur. Mrs. Smurfy, Doug Legion. Being really? A, be, being a psych nurse. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah, See, I can good, understand yeah, that. Being a psych nurse, she really kind of was like, hey, of all your shows, I like this one. Mrs. Danger likes to flash with me. Does she? No. What's we your favorite like character? Barry. He's adorable, of course. He's of the course. best. Honestly, Flash is really the only TV show I watch. We are, my, Mrs. Uh, Danger and I are currently watching Doom Patrol and Swamp Thing, and we're enjoying them very much. So we're going to stop it there because it turns into a whole DC streaming conversation. And I mean, if you want to listen to that, then let us know. Reach out to us at our website at mybigfatpulllistpodcast.com and tell us that you want to listen to us talk about the DC streaming service and all the shows available there. But yeah, that, that was just a, a nice little quick con- a snippet of a con- longer conversation about my thoughts on those two specific shows. We've talked about so many different shows because there is a lot of comic book-based television out there, and it's just going to grow. And I can't wait for us to share more of that stuff with you in the future during Volume 3. But now it's time for a very special yet salty visit with Pistol. We like to waste a whole bunch of time by just hitting record. It's better to be safe than sorry. Everything we say is gold. So we always record our conversations. Now, when you go back and listen to those conversations, I don't know what happens. Something in translation, they don't, they don't sound as exciting as they were while we were talking about it. I blame the It's editor. just a tribute. I blame the Yes. Wow. Way to go. Tenacious D-quote. I love it. This is, I'm so glad you're moving back, Pistol. Me too. So glad. So what we're going to do is we're actually going to play a snippet of a conversation that Smurfy and Pistol and I had after our toxic fandom episode, the Controversy in Comics podcast we recorded. So without further ado, here is Pistol's musings on toxic fandom. Continue. I don't feel we were terribly negative, but I don't feel we were we, we had an equal balance of positivity, and I think that's something that we should discuss. We should discuss people... Maybe if you're at a comic shop and you see someone who, you know, let's say Captain Marvel just came out and they're looking at Captain Marvel things and you know a little bit, like maybe strike up a conversation or just try and like be nice. Don't like budge in and be like, excuse me. But like maybe just like, hey, are you, hey did pull you up see- a long bus. Yeah. Sit down for a while. Did you see the new movie? 
and when they say yes, then that like, oh, is that why you're here? You know, simple questions. You know, wear deodorant. That's that's something we so get accused of a lot of not doing that. Don't be toxic. Not well, yelling at us about toxic conversation. And conversation over. Good <laughs> job. You solved it in one sentence. No, what I'm saying is because you just went on this rant where you're like, what I'm saying, I'm like, Tox- the word toxic means bad. Yes. Well, so it's right. like, right. So mm-hmm. we're talking about toxic fandom. We're going to talk about a lot of bad things. Yeah. But you're saying is we need to curb that Pistol, Pistol is saying that we, especially we, become the toxic because Avengers. we are yeah. <laughs> crusaders. Crusaders, toxic my crusaders. bad. The cartoon crusaders. version, yes. Because that was a team. The Toxic Avenger was a solo act. Thank you. Oh, that's right. Much. That was that was the name he of was the, just, the guy. It was the films from Traumaville. He yes. was the Traumaville. Trauma. Not trauma. 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 Rest. Traumaville, New Jersey. Great. Got it. I grew up on those movies, man. I mean, I watched the first one. A lot. He wore a tutu. He he did wear a tutu. His pet was a mop. I understand. <laughs> it wasn't actually in the movies. The the mop wasn't alive. <laughs> Smurfy, if you don't want to add anything to the conversation, go wait in the car. I'm saying there was a cartoon. Okay, if you want to put an order in for oh. a, a Toxic Avenger slash Toxic Crusaders Ooh. episode that of would the pull be list, fun. put it in now. Because I, I grew up with the cartoon. Well, no, you know what? I grew up with the cartoon. Hold on. I didn't really Smurfy? see the movie. Uh-oh. Go to our website at <laughs> www.mybigfatpullistpodcast. Leave a comment about Toxic Avenger slash Crusader episode, and we'll get back to you as soon as possible. Why and now I... back to the actual conversation about toxic fandom. I'm here yes. with you guys. So basically what I'm saying is, like, yes, we do need to add, add a curve to it because maybe some people just can't think of it or just it doesn't occur to them to do something like – just a general act of kindness, like just helping some new fan find a book or, you know, a storyline that they might like. So you're saying if a person's reading Squirrel Girl, I shouldn't go up and smack him in the face. Correct. Okay. If just because you don't care for right. Squirrel Girl, ask the them, character, maybe good? you should ask him a question like, hey, I see you're reading Did Squirrel Girl. I, I see that you're picking up Squirrel Girl. Yeah. You mind filling me in? What's why the appeal of so Squirrel cool? Girl? Yeah. I've seen a couple of the issues and I've thought about it. So, like, why are you like your approach I'm, is nice? So, yeah, just ask opinions, like get different sorts of feedback and just generally try and promote our culture in non-toxic ways. And I, I, I don't think that that's the general gist of it. You know what I mean? Well, right. Yeah. But I believe that when someone has one bad example that will mark them forever. I talk about this and I'll, I promise I'll only mention this once. Matt and I talk about this on my wrestling podcast where one bad experience as a first experience, mm-hmm. can send someone away from whatever they're doing, and they won't come back. Yeah. Because it's yeah, traumatizing, yeah. man. Yeah. And like, you're like, I don't ever want to go through that again, so I'll just avoid it at all costs. Mm-hmm. But if, you know, like one of us came up to somebody who was reading Squirrel Girl, like, hey, you know, I, I see you got the you know, unbeatable, unbeatable Squirrel Girl. Um, why are you reading that? I, I, I like the character Doreen, and um, I've seen her in a couple of my Avenger books, but I never really delve mm-hmm. into the character more. Is this better for that? Like, what attracts you to Squirrel Girl? Would someone like me like it? And then, like, you can talk, maybe talk about what you like and maybe find a common interest there. Mm. Instead of uh, being always negative, think twice and try to do it a little more positive. Instead of approaching somebody like, that character's stupid, you're stupid for reading it, be like, hey, I never really quite got that character. You mind explaining what's so cool about it? Well, Pistol, I do agree with you. I, okay. And I, I mean, I hate, I hate having to agree with you. <laughs> but all do. I do agree with you that. In our actual episode on the controversy of comics, we didn't actually come up with the overall solution. We came up with little solutions for the little problems we talked about. Right. But I can understand how the solution, or at least a solution, to the bigger problem, which is just toxic fandom in general, would be, as a fan, to promote more positivity than negativity. 
we're in a world where it's easier to communicate with people through digital devices to where when we're face to face with somebody, unless it's people that we actually want to be around, we tend to just close ourselves off and just keep our heads down, get what we need to get from whatever public place we're in and get back to the sanctity and safety of our fortresses of solitude. And maybe, maybe actually what we really need to start doing is, I don't know about you guys, but I remember when I was younger and I went into a comic book shop, there were conversations happening. Yeah. I mean, I didn't just go in, grab my books and leave. I mean, unless I had other things I had to do. I remember staying in a comic book shop for hours talking to not only the guys running the place, but the customers coming in and just getting into friendly conversations debates mm-hmm. exchanging banter. banter exchanging opinions sure maybe we would make fun of a handful of people who who came in every now and then but they were walking to a comic book store looking for old baseball cards and magazines it does not say the magazine headquarters it says <laughs> the comic headquarters or need their dresses to get altered uh, well no that's next door <laughs> exactly you one, one door down lady i'm sorry customers oh, one hour maybe maybe we should Maybe we should try to do that a little bit more. Maybe when we're out in public as and we represent our fandom, maybe we should try to be more connecting. And the world of cosplay is huge because not all of us are super fit six I wish I could cosplay, right? but I feel I, I am too uh, and you know much what? of a larger That's the thing, man though. to, to if cosplay. If you love a character and you want to be that character, be him. I'm not a fit guy, but I'll go out as Punisher. I don't care. I got a little bit of a beer belly. I just Maybe did. Actually, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Pistol right? just just um, wrestled as the Punisher. P- Those are great pictures online. Cosplay, yeah. you know, as, be your favorite character, and if no one likes it, guess what? We'll team up and beat the crap out of that guy for being negative. Yeah. That's right. Two wrongs make a right, sir. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> but you hear a lot of it about that. People are afraid to dress up as their favorite character because they're like, oh, I don't look the part. I don't fit the part. Or some some bigger guy will dress up as David Tennant from Doctor Who, and they're like, that guy's too fat to be Doctor Who. Wow. Like, Typical F- neckbeard. Got yeah, him. Like. Oh, F you, dude. Let the guy, the guy loves, that's his tribute right. to David Tennant and Doctor Who. Let him show his love. Like, damn, people. Yeah. yeah, if something isn't your thing, I guess, or if you get into a bait with somebody and you find yourself not agreeing with them, it's okay to disagree at Hell the yeah. end. Yeah, like, it's okay. That, it's, agree, agree to disagree is perfectly fine. That is the agree. best way to end something, too. Yeah. yeah. I guess if you don't want to come to blows, it's like, okay, I agree to disagree. Yeah. You, you call move it. on. Right, you call yeah. it. Everyone's happy. Yeah. yeah, there's no point to me to ever get into a fierce argument. I think an argument would be a step above a debate. Yeah, you yeah, yes, a nice... no, I would agree. Yes. So there's no reason to me to get into an argument about something someone likes versus something you like. Right. Deadpool's cool Wolverine. We take this outside. Let's go. <laughs> no, I don't. Uh, no, <laughs> no. I'm pass. I'm, uh, you know what? My I'll, meet you, book. I'll meet you out there. <laughs> right. yeah, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be right, right behind you. You just hear the back door open, closed, <laughs> locked. But like, I, I kind of think that's what it is. It's like, have a conversation, but also, you know, be fine with walking away and just being like, okay, well, I didn't change that person's mind. They didn't change my mind. I still don't like the unbeatable squirrel girl. But you know what? I talked you to know a, a little bit fan. more about it. Now yes, you're, educated you're more educated as well. Yeah. You have some valid points about her, too. Like, yeah, yeah, I learned about lots of characters. Still don't like it, but it was a good conversation. It was a good debate. Yeah. yeah. You know, and you feel come out feeling educated and like, wow, that was actually worth my time. Yeah, and maybe you don't agree on the unbeatable squirrel girl, but maybe you found common interest in, let's say, Jessica Jones or something else from the Mighty Avengers Mm -hmm. where you saw a squirrel girl. I feel there's a lot of positivity to be had. I don't feel like our our 
culture is overtly negative, I feel that we get a bad rap sometimes, and then some of us play into it. Mm, I, I, I think okay. I always think of the meme that I keep seeing, and it's the woman dressed as Duella Dent when she's doing the Joker with the the steampunk look. Yeah, and it's always somebody's like, "Oh, you've gone too far." And it's like, "Well, no, that's an actual comic character." Even if that's how that person chooses, let's say Duella Dent doesn't exist, and that person's just steampunk Lady Joker. If that's how they choose to express their fandom, let them. Yeah. Like, cool. Like, is it hurting anybody? Exactly. exactly. Is it hurting themselves? No, yeah. As long as no harm is, there's then no foul. Leave it alone. Right. Yeah. Right. She's like, huh? That's not for me. Okay, and walk away. Like, I won't take a picture of that and post it on Instagram. Yeah. Well, like you've seen, you've seen the Iron Man. Iron Man, right? He has irons for hands, and his suit's made out of cardboard. <laughs> like he literally took construction paper and rolled yeah. it around the same colors. And instead of hands, he just has he holds irons, and he's Iron Man. Okay, but you know but what? You see, that's a guy took... who thought outside the box. Yes. Yeah. And first... How do I get to be my character, but not actually have to it's... go through the process of spending all that money to try to create an Iron the, Man? The internet costume. memes went from when you're broke and homeless and want to be a superhero oh. to. This guy is a borderline genius yeah. because it's so creative and some out of the box, and he is this is, represent yourself, dude. Yeah, and it was great to see that turn from Hobo Iron Man to this is awesome. Like good, good for you. Dress as you want to represent yourself. Okay, so I think what we really need to think about then moving forward mm-hmm. is that we should be more mindful when we are complaining about things in our fandom. Yeah, and. Please don't take everything seriously because they're we are jokesters. We do like to we like poke. our japes, right? But we're not. We never. I don't think we've ever really attacked anybody or anything. No. So as long as we're mindful about that, and on the on the converse end, it's okay to not like something. Yeah, just don't go out of your way to express it as negatively as possible. Yeah, you don't even have to say anything. You're just like, All okay, right. not for me. You did bring up a handful of good points there that were not in our Controversy in Comics podcast. But again, I think we were more focused on the actual controversies than we were on fixing the overall problem. I know we talked about the solutions for some of the problems that we touched on in that podcast episode. But again, you, you brought up some, some big ideas and I, you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm glad we got to share that. Here in our giant size annual number two. Now, just because he is not here does not mean we are not going to toss a little Dr. Impact your way, folks. We all know how much you've fallen in love for this character we've introduced during volume two. Yeah. Don't roll your eyes. Maybe. <laughs> Sorry, it's involuntary at that point. I, I know. Dr. Impact segment inside of this annual is part of those special announcements I alluded to at the beginning of this episode uh, wrapped around your pregnancy, Pistol. Thank you. Let us adjourn to a private conversation located in Danger Room Studios between myself and Dr. Impact regarding fan films and the Mighty Crusaders. fan film was more like a fan trailer was uh grayson oh yeah grayson i've watched that i, before. I really yeah. enjoyed that uh, and then uh there's there's been several 
very well made, but they haven't really aged very well. There was a world's finest one. Yeah, I remember that time. one. Yeah, and there was, uh, you know, of course, there's a classic dead end. Of course, that's the well, yeah, that's, that's the, that's the granddaddy. Like the yeah, that's the yeah, of what you right. should do with a fan film. Yeah, even though it's so short, because nowadays, nowadays people are going for bigger. Oh yeah, there's there's long bigger ones. Is better. Yeah. Yeah, there's one that we know very well that runs about 45, uh, almost 50 minutes. I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, it's I, it's. I don't even know how, how we got oh. onto the subject of Yeah, you're films. right. That's right. That's not what we're here. Yeah. Uh, we're, we're actually here. We're covering your end of volume review. I, I think I've covered everything that I've needed to cover, all the notes that Smurfy and Pistol have compiled, which, of course, are none. Uh, yeah. Because they don't do that mm-hmm. uh, I, I, i'm very pleased i know they're very pleased all of the dc information that you have provided has been gold you have made the show better and i'm done kissing your ass <laughs> so so yes thank you for being a part of it and i hope you continue to be a part of volume three is there anything you'd like to to talk about is there anything you specifically have issues with questions problems I don't know that there's anything that I have issues with I I, I will say though that when we had talked about this initially about me joining the group and mm-hmm. and the show yeah initially the idea was that I would come in with the DC knowledge to help things out but I I really was really kind of hoping that I would get a chance to to go into detail on my real passion in comics, which uh, is the Mighty Crusaders, I was really hoping that I could do do some stuff on them the at who? some point. The the Mighty Crusaders. That's the Archie stable of superheroes. That you know they date back to 1939, and they're very influential. You mean the Riverdale the, Gang. Well, it, they're connected to the Riverdale Gang. But they, do they know the Ninja Turtles. The Ninja Turtles were a part of the Archie. No, Ninja they don't. Series. They I don't think they ever crossed over. No. With the no, uh, do you remember the impact line of comics in the nineties? I do. Okay, I do. so it would be the them. It would be the those, those characters. Yes. All right. Yes. Colorful characters. Well, uh, I don't want anybody to think that I'm not a geek of my word. So I, I don't think there's any room now here in volume two. Volume two is almost. Uh, I mean, we're literally almost over. Right. So. I can definitely put you into volume three and give you give you an episode to talk about your your mighty crusaders. Oh, that that not good. You... Uh, well, uh, there's uh, I mean these characters date back to 1939. There's it could a be lot a long episode. Well, I think that's gonna need a little hour and more. Minutes. I probably more actually. I was kind of really hoping to maybe get like I don't know. I, this might be a little much, but maybe like ten episodes. <coughs> is that is that. You want 10 episodes about characters nobody knows the fuck about? I mean, uh, 10 is a little bit too much. Oh. I mean, that's almost half of a regular volume of our I our suppose, show. yeah, I suppose that's true. I, I can I give suppose. you two. How about two? Two hour and a half episodes? Well, how, how, how about, about that? How about eight episodes? How about if we come down to eight? Three. I can, I'll do, I can I'll do seven. Three. I'll do seven. How about, how about this? If you can cram it all into four episodes, roughly about an hour apiece, you can be a part of volume three. Actually, t- tell you what, why don't you, it, it, if this works for you, if I can have five episodes, we can do like five episodes, maybe something that's separate from volume three, maybe like a miniseries, like a miniseries, a five episode miniseries that would break down the complete history of, I could probably get it all down into five episodes. 
So a podcast mini series. A podcast mini series. Yeah. So it's not necessarily a part of the actual volume, even though it is still a part of the show. I tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to give you five episodes, five whole episodes for as whatever length amount of time you want to talk about, all covering the Mighty Crusaders in their history, and it's not going to be a part of Volume 3. It's actually going to be the debut of the My Big Fat Pull List podcast miniseries series. I'm a fucking genius. <laughs> oh, yeah, that sounds great. I'm, I'm in. Wow. We are actually going to start doing podcast miniseries. It's where we actually take one topic and beat the living hell out of it by giving it enough podcast episodes to cover every inch, every inch of the subject. And we're going to start those off with an in-depth look at the history and impact of the Mighty Crusader characters. Now, Smurfy, don't you have something that uh, you want to announce? Video games. Did it. Whoa. Not only the history, but how they are now starting to influence pop culture in many aspects. I'm sure it'll be more fleshed out and have something more to do with what we talk about here on my big fat pull list than just video games nope. in general. Nope. No? Donkey well, Kong. Okay. That's a video game. Because that's that had Miss a comic Pac-Man, book and a movie. Video game. And- Mega Man, uh oh, well, cartoon he actually, he and have, comic. He books. does have comic, and books. he's got cartoons yeah. and toys. Uh, okay, so we're going to start with Sega. See, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, no, we're going to the old. Actually, before don't Sega, sued. Atari, Star Wars. See yes, Atari, ET. I, I can, I can oh say. Why are you naming too? bad things? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> How dare you, Pistol? What about you? Anything you're looking forward to in Volume Three? Moving pictures. <laughs> Why? Why? why he's so old time. If he's going to be vague, I'm going to be <laughs> vague. To- but I'm going to give you a little. Do you mean bit the of talkies? <laughs> yeah, we're going to be talking uh, about the talkies. Yeah, we're going to talk about in color. Yeah, we're going to talk about movies from the past, from the present, and from future movies that are to come. Like ET. Like ET two, go home harder. <laughs> I don't remember him having a sequel. Well, that's why we're going to write it, gentlemen. Mm. We're going to create fan fiction scripts that will actually act out. Yeah. And then all the guns will be walkie-talkies and we're done. There's a lot of movies out there. Westerns, sci-fi. Which movies are we talking about? You know goddamn well which movies we're talking about. Probably the ones that are based off of comic book properties, Smurfy. You got it. I'm in. Jeez. Yeah. Whoa. All right. Is this your first podcast? I don't know. I mean, it's not toxic (laughs) fandom. It's toxic smurfdom. How dare you? Yeah. We're going to be reviewing and discussing movies because it's- I feel that our opinions are just as valid. We are three generic white guys with a podcast. We should talk about movies. We should talk about movies, yeah. of course. Yeah. And despite what you said earlier, with our last announcement, we're going to throw it to our new character, the villain, the Grablinator. There's nobody. Oh, he's not here. There's nobody. He's there. not ca- he oh, is he invisible? Okay, so uh, Mr. X, last announcement now on you. If he does this shit to me again. This is why any guests need to be cleared through me. <laughs> I apologize, listeners. Usually we have show notes sitting in front of us, and this time I allowed our hosts to just improv. You weren't going to do it. I Your mistake. It. My, it is my mistake, yeah. and I will have to live with it. So 
until volume three. I'm Mr. X. I'm Smurfy. And I'm going to get that goddamn Grablinator. And we'll see you next time. That's our show, folks. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to subscribe on the podcast listening app of your choice. What he means is download and subscribe on every app possible. Have comments, questions, suggestions for future shows? Reach out to us at our website at mybigfatpullist.com. You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Until next time, keep your web fluid sticky. Your batarangs sharp. Ouch. And your space guns charge. That's not a space gun. That's Megatron. Just X2? All right, fine. Wolverine Origins. I liked him in Japan. You got it. You mean Don't look at me. Wolver- the Wolverine. The Wolverine. Yes. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. I was going to jump the desk there for a P- minute. Pistol, pistol's almost off the podcast. Yeah. It's two strikes, buddy. <laughs> you got to bring it down. You always got to bring it down. Insert the tone. Oh, my God. Insert my fist. Swing it a miss. It's three, buddy. Three. Yeah, I'm out, man. See you guys. Hey, it's been fun. Dun, 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 Wait, you know dun, what? Dun, dun. That's pistol. That's He's all right. He's all right. We can't give him out yet. Very interesting. The the I did not know the information that... The MLJ characters, those Mighty Crusaders characters, were so influential to... Fuck you. (laughs) I tried. I was so there. You were doing great. I just love the... Oh, you just said that. Oh, my. I had no idea. Oh, my. For, For the fact, I'm the one who didn't laugh. I kept my shit together no like a professional. Nope, I was too busy you writing. You weren't looking at us. You I were writing. Not. I was writing. I didn't see, I didn't see the face oh, go, oh, my. <laughs> I, saw, I saw him fall over in his chair, though. So. <laughs> oh, how informative, dear. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Where do you go from there? Insert the tone. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>